Oh, dude, I'm so ready for this. We've been waiting for this to happen. I mean, God, we worked on Prime almost like uh, six months ago. This, this yes. is this is like this is the uh, the answer for people, a lot of people. have been asking. We for want this. people to have it. We keep saying this over this, and over. This is like Happy uh, 2017, Happy New Year. Uh, we have put together a Maps Super Bundle. We've put together your whole fucking year. It's this is your everything. year. Is, your year is set up. You want to know how you need to be training this entire 2017? You have it. This is it. This is all of the maps. Even programs. if you travel, if you travel, right. you've got, got options you. because we have maps anywhere in there. You've got the foundational program, Maps uh, Anabolic, Boom, Maps gotcha. Performance, the Mobility and Athletic Training Specialized Program. You've got Maps Aesthetics, which is the program specialized to uh, help you work on uh, weak body parts, improve symmetry and balance. And of course, you've got Maps Prime, which helps you set up your workouts to make them that much more effective. This is as complete as it gets. We've taken all of them, okay? Check this out. Taken all of them, cut 33% off the total price. 33% off. It's the MAPS Super Bundle. It's your entire year of fitness. Retail, that'd be out. almost $600. Yeah. Almost $600 that would be if you were to pay for retail price on each one of those programs. And what are we going to do it for? $397? great savings. $397. Yeah. $397. You get all of them. It's almost an entire year map all planned out for you of exercise programming. Uh, everything broken up into phases every three or four weeks. You're doing new workouts, focusing on different adaptations. Workouts do not get boring. They're going to change the entire year. How you'll be working out the beginning of the year is going to be very different how you'll be working at the end of the year because of the programming and because of the, your body's progress. Uh, it's available right now at mindpumpmedia.com. Plus, if you guys get enrolled, and then also you're also going to get an option for 50% off the form. So if you're somebody who's like, you know what, I still feel a little nervous, I need some guidance, or you know, what if I don't know this, or what if I don't know that, and you need feedback, that's the reason why we created this form. Now you have the ability where we have a private form that you get for 50% off when you buy this bundle, and inside there you've got all three of us in there that are answering helping questions. We've got tons of trainers, tons of PTs, chiropractors, physical therapists, doctors, all kinds of brilliant minds that are in there that are helping each other, that we've fostered this community since the beginning of Mind Pump. You have access to that 50% off when you also get that. So saving all kinds of money, set your entire 2017 up, get started. We're going to get you in, connected, and ready to go. Mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts. Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Adam. Mike. Yo, doggy. Adam, say giggity. Why you gotta do that, bro? Just say it! Why? Because I want to see if you can say it. Why are you always trying Come to on, fuck man. with me? I'm not trying to fuck with you, dude. dude I just want to hear it. Just are say you, giggity. Are you that giggity? <laughs> say it again. Giggity. He can't do it. Giggity, giggity. Yeah, I can't do multiple. That's what it is. Giggity, yeah. giggity, giggity. That's what I can't do. It's like the back mm. of your throat doesn't want to... Yeah, dude. Oh, you know what? It's oh, it's it's just open the back of your throat, uh, and you have to gig it, you have to close it to gig gig gig. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yours is? remains open. Yeah, you have to practice keeping your mouth. Closed. We do. Yeah, you are the deep throat specialist here, so you, you don't know. have a. You what's would, that? You would know. What's that thing in the back of your throat? The the little hanging uvula. Thing? No, Adam doesn't uvula. have one. Yeah, which this is why he doesn't gag. I see. Oh my dick. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna say something. Giggity, giggity. I'm gonna say something that's a, that's uh, that's offensive, like you just did right now. Yeah. Okay. That's um, or less offensive. You know what I like better is is the old guy on that, uh, that oh, show. Fuck the old yeah. pedophile. Oh, <laughs> hey there, sunny yeah. boy. What a, that's not he's, him. He's creepy. But that is an old pedophile he just did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I think about when no, you make what, that voice. How does he go? I, I don't remember. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't remember. So uh, this Looking is... Looking good there. There you go. This is, yeah. a little, this is a little sexist, but do you know when you're... I'm sure every guy can relate to this, right? You're you're working out or you're doing something that's, you know, stereotypically manly, right? Like, oh, fuck, my car broke. You go to try and fix it. You're an idiot like I am when it comes to that kind of stuff. Girl shows up and just fucking does it for you. Part of you, a little part of you, just a small part of you. I don't care how evolved you are or how modern you are. A little part of you is like, God damn it. Like, I'm supposed to be better at her than this because I'm a guy, right? It's just, It's a stupid stereotype thing. Well... I just experienced that right now going back to the bathroom. <laughs> what? Yeah. The yeah. worst. Dude. The worst shit smell I've like had a, in a years. Atom bomb went off in, in there. years. Me and Justin go back there and we're both like, God. hey man, yeah, like we were talking business and then all of a sudden like I like I ate something. Yeah, we're like, oh like, my just god. Just like penetrated my mouth. We're both like, that is the fucking oh. worst shit ever. I had no idea that and was the direction you were going with that. <laughs> still, I thought you were gonna talk about the the girl that we jumped the other day at her car when her, her battery died. No, 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 no. And we you can talk com- about that. And you look completely lost. We walk back, we walk <laughs> that's back a whole to the, another subject. That's nothing. Yeah. We walk back to the bathroom and the smell kind of fades. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was at first I was impressed, but I, then I thought for sure it was in our bathroom. Yeah, I'm like, it's a guy, dude. Yeah. There's no, no, I don't know any woman that can produce this, this potent know. of a. They've... And then we walk out, and it's like, oh my god, a girl did that. And then I felt like, fuck. Yeah. Well, we bit, should a little share. Bit we, of we have a a, uh, a little bit emasculated. You know we know have a, a whole flower thing. That's community bullshit. bathroom in our facility because we have a large building we're in, and we share uh, share walls with a CrossFit. So yeah. some CrossFit chick. It was a CrossFit chick. <laughs> some CrossFit. getting a little aggressive on that toilet. <laughs> which <laughs> which that, that paleo? Just bro. imagine. Yeah, you know what's funny? Yeah, yeah. All that paleo. paleo. You know what's funny is that they that they listen to our show next door. Uh, yeah, crazy. right. So <laughs> one of them is going to listen to it. They're going to know. They'll be like, oh, like, oh no, they found out oh that's right we that get, was me uh, so so get, not only jesus it was brutal we have to talk about it she was like that, that pungent that adds insult to injury because not only can she probably outperform me in many of these barbell lifts yeah but then she can shit worse she, than i can so shits, it's so i pretty much quit she shits like craig caperso status oh i don't like, know about it that uh, it's thursday at, it was pretty i love craig but it's thursday man, at 1 p.m so if you're a crossfitter and you listen to this it was just a couple days ago thursday at 1 p.m whoever was in there blowing you guys' bathroom You up. guys crushed it. Yep. Yeah, just, it was yeah, just demolished yeah. it. So, high, high five to you, baby girl. So, yeah. hey, hey. To, to, <laughs> high five to you, baby girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, but yeah, I thought you were going to talk about that. I, I thought you were going to talk about the other day when we went over to uh, Julio's and we got ourselves our... our uh, Julio's is a burrito place, by the way. <sighs> yes. They Not do. our friend Julio. Julio. It's like uh, um, Chipotle, but better. So they yeah. use like all local and but actually uh, Mexican. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, no, it's really good. It's, <laughs> it's really like good. Chipotle, but Mexican. Yeah, yeah, there's there's actually real Mexicans back there that are actually yeah. serving the well, food. Well, right. I don't think that's what Justin meant. When he said that, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't you always feel suspect when you show up to like a sushi place and there's like no no Asian people that are fucking doing your sushi? It's well, like, there's like six Mexican guys back there doing. I feel like this. I don't yeah, know. But they probably learned you know, know the skills. Of course, you do of realize course. you do realize some of the best sushi places are like that. I'm yeah, being fucking sarcastic. You do realize that 90% of Italian restaurants are not owned by Italian people. Yeah. They just don't. I know you always got to go back to your Italian thing. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it's not Italian. It's not yeah. Italian. It's not Italian. I thought I caught you at an Olive Garden one time. <laughs> Let's be honest. I, I love their, I love their, uh, their, their, their uh, bologna milanese. It's delicious. <laughs> that must be like the, the yeah, it takes them like five minutes to warm up. Yeah, they're, they're macaroni yeah, and like ready to go. Is, is that is that like the most ultimate sin for you people? What? 
is for did you just your say you people? people. I did say that. Absolutely, I did. Yeah. You people. Yeah. Did you? Is it you uh, Mediterranean type? Yeah. 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 Is it like so the much ul- racism? Is it the ultimate <laughs> sin to go to Olive Garden? Like if you got caught in Olive Garden, like a family member caught you coming out of there, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Well, actually, if they caught you coming out of there, they'd be they were going in there. So <laughs> you come out, you're like, "Oh yeah, those breadsticks!" <laughs> like eating them, your grandma just cries. Yeah, the Olive Garden is it's uh, God. It's like sacrilegious. It's horrible. Like I wouldn't go there. I don't even know if they taste good or not. To be honest with you. I just can't go there. I'm banned. He mm. can't go Is there. Is that how you feel no. about like, uh, uh, what, what's that guy's name? The, the Chef Boyer D? Oh my God. You know what, I mean? what the do, fuck? Is he just you like know when I was a, Dude, when I was a kid, I'll never forget, there was this, uh, do you guys remember when we were kids? I don't think too many kids this anymore. Sometimes kids would bring a thermos uh, and the th- thermos didn't have like water in it. It had like hot soup or, you know, food or whatever, right? I don't see too many kids do this anymore. So this one kid, me and him were, were sitting down. I don't know. I must be in, I was probably in fourth grade. And my mom would make me, sometimes she'd make me an American style sandwich, which just the sliced white bread and whatever. But sometimes she'd make me an Italian sandwich, which is, uh, it's like a meal between j- ciabatta bread and it's just, you know, soaking through the, the paper or whatever. So I'm pulling it out. Right. And this kid's like, wow. He goes, you got, what do you got? I'm like, I don't know. It's a, it's a fucking sardine and meatball sandwich. I have no idea. And, uh, that, was, is that really something? No, I'm oh, just okay. Being, I was like, holy just, shit, that's weird. weird. That's so, disgusting. So he's like, oh, I'm having pasta. Uh, do you, do you like pasta? I'm like, yeah, of course I like pasta. I have it every night. So he opens up his thermos and he pours out what obviously Top ramen. It was, bro, it was, it was Chef Boyardee. I had never seen, <laughs> no, I had never seen Chef Boyardee in my entire life. So he pours it out and I'm like, how, how old are you right here? Probably fourth or fifth grade. Oh, okay, so you're young. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Spaghettios. I'm like, did you? I'm like, is that with ketchup? Like, it looked like ketchup, not like sauce with you know whatever. So he had me taste a little bit, and it was it was fucking horrible. Hor- I don't know how people eat that shit. <laughs> horrible shit. Just like that's yeah. like spaghetti. Artificial. Ever had? Have you ever even had spaghettios? It's like awful. Oh, no, spaghettios. No, yeah, I grew oh, up eating that oh, shit. Oh, did you really? Uh-oh, oh, yeah. spaghettios. We ate a lot of like horrible shit. What else? Growing up. What's the worst thing that you had regularly when you were a kid? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Hmm. That, that, yeah, that is a good question. I think um, well, we used to eat a lot of like box stuff cereal, from, Bo. I was a bo- oh, box cereal. Box yeah. cereal. I'd have that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, dude. I mean, and we and my and my my parents with water. Us, you ever we ever cereal with water? No, that would be just, that's milk. blasphemy. Cereal with I would water. Like, we, yeah, yeah like if you run out of fuck milk, like, fuck. At, what am I gonna do? As now? I got older, uh, I would do some shit like that. I but drank it, it with like rancid milk. One yeah, time. I, no, I was horrible. like whole milk, vitamin D, like the fucking creamier, thicker. Adam and, does like the D. Jeez, so, this is true. Um, Adam, you, uh, uh, Justin, you, you were about to say something. You know, for a guy who, I was. Hey, for, yes, yeah, for a guy who doesn't know where a battery is on a car, you fucking talk a lot of shit, dude. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know where the battery is. Fucking guy. Hey, man. It's in the, it's in the, it's in the trunk, let's right? Keep it, let's keep it, uh, yeah, let's keep the piece Is it in here. the trunk? A lot of, yeah, I think, yeah. you know what? I think you're extra feisty because of the people that were been chalking shit on your um, Instagram lately. Oh, mm. well, no, actually, that's part of the reason I'm feisty. The other part of my, the reason is because now we have our commitment Camara cold brew nitro coffee got you flying, dude. That's like it's like well, it's it's that shit gets me high anyway. And I've already had my coffee this morning. I, ne- I usually only oh, have one easy dose. cheese. There you go. And so I just oh what oh god, there's one. Yeah, right? cracker crackers Who used to and eat easy cheese. Cheese whiz. God, what a what a fucking it. plastic existence. That's, oh, dude, it is it even horrible. cheese? No, it can't be. I, I think it, it can't be. It's just the formula. I think it's flavored. You know, somebody made it, and it's, they're like, ooh. It's flavored petroleum yeah. or something like that. Oh, my God. Is it, it really something that bad? 
It's not. Come on, <laughs> flavored petroleum, dude. I would doubt it. <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's like <laughs> orange shaving cream. I bet, yeah, it probably blah. is, dude. But you could shave your face, oh, clean your tires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. all purpose. Oh my god. Yeah, you could eat it with crackers, you or could you put could it in sh- your hair. It's or, like great for hair that's gel. That's right. Or you yeah. could style your hair or yeah. fix a flat tire. I the bet, birds might come like peck at you, but. I bet if you read the it. can, it says it'll probably say cheese flavored something. Like, I, it's not going to be cheese; it's cheese no, flavored. No, yeah, it's cheese flavored. I exactly. actually believe it comes Cheddar with. The, I believe there was a warning label on it too. There was like one with like bacon. I was like, wait, how did they? Flavor oh yeah, bacon. They had, in bacon this? flavor. No, it's just yeah. bacon oh, flavor. Bacon yeah, bits. Flavor, I used to eat really? bacon bits all the time. Like that was. Oh my. That might be real bacon. Mm. You think so? The bacon bits. Um, maybe. I don't, I don't think so. Oh, think that's fake too. Do you know what else is fake? That I just discovered not that long ago, maybe five years ago, and it really it kind of broke my heart a little bit. Pringles. Oh yeah. Pringles Pringles are not like sliced off potato chips and fried. No. It is like bits of potato and a bunch of other shit that then they impress. That's why they're perfectly shaped. Then pressed into the to, to the Pringles you thought shape. They were like real potatoes. I you know if I thought about it, I yeah. would have said there's. Were not, you, were you, you because of the commercial? Because they're like. Were you a big it. Pringle guy? We never had Pringles, but if my friends had them in school, you better believe I'd fucking. Oh, have yeah, them. yeah. No, I had them like Trump that those. too. But I was, ne- I was never a big. Uh, but you know what? That brings up more shit food that I see as a kid as well. Definitely box cereal. Definitely lots of chips. I was a candy fanatic too. Lots of candy. How do you mm. not have diabetes by this point? You, <laughs> well, a, you do love yeah, fucking well. Sugar true story. Day, yeah. My my sister in her uh, early twenties got a. You know, I Am apologize. I feel horrible now. Well, yeah, you probably a little Here bit. Comes She's, uh, she was di- hyperglycemic, so. Uh, which is like borderline diabetic. You know, mm. she was right on the... I mean, she was started getting these like hot and cold flashes at night and, you know, try to tough it out for a while. And then to, to one point where she, her husband had to rush her to the hospital and then she was told this. And, you know, and, and I know Did that... Did she manage it okay now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. My sister is... I mean, obviously, she's a, she's a diehard Mind Pump fan. She's listened to every single episode multiple times and she's changed a lot of things. The ketogenic diet totally changed her life for sure. Did it really? Yeah. And it was, t- you know, and this was just recent. So I, I had visited her after we had gone through it. Um, so this wasn't that long ago. <clears throat> and I had told her that, you know, I think you would really benefit from eating this way, you know, and, and even if you don't eat purely ketogenic, I think you'll benefit a lot from really altering your diet um, to like a really high fat. So because even when she became aware of her being hyperglycemic, she would she would still, you know, she would tell you that she would go on and off, like where she was really good. And then, you know, oh, she would mm. allow some of that stuff in there and, and then it would cause shit and flare up. Like, so now she's completely altered. She, I mean, she's my sister. The last year of her life is probably healthier than she's been in a very, very long time. And if you looked at my sister, she's not like this, like overweight. She's not overweight. So that's why that like this type of stuff too is very, I'm always been so passionate about what we talk about on here because you know you could be someone like her who who looks great. I mean she looks great. You look at her, she looks fit. She doesn't look like she's needs any help nutritionally um and she's an active person but because that for so many years and she'll tell you like I mean sour patch kids and mint chip ice cream was like a staple corner of her diet. Wow. And well, it, you know, it eventually caught up, you well, know. Well, you know, um there's like this growing body of evidence that's starting to support the notion that obesity is merely the side effect of a lot of issues and you don't necessarily have to get that side effect, right? Mm. Um but and that obesity itself is not the cause of the problems. Oh, I This I, is why you see look, do you know there's a pretty substantial chunk of people who have diabetes who are not mm-hmm, obese. Mm-hmm. They're normal body weight. See, that makes so more I, sense to me. I used to tell people, I used to actually tell my clients that were like ser- severely overweight that would come in and, and it was part of me helping them like feel, you know, uh, empathetic, right? So I was being empathetic with them by saying that uh, 
we're actually kind of lucky that your body has responded this way, that it's, it's giving you these obvious signs that you look at yourself in the mirror and you feel like you're really overweight because I've dealt with people <clears throat> that are internally in awful shape, but because they externally don't look like it, changing their habits and patterns are even more challenging. Like you're beating yourself up because you see how you feel. You feel yourself moving around every day. Yeah, that external at, motivation. Yes, you have this external motivation to get yourself in healthier shape. And this is your body telling you, and you see it every single day as a reminder where I've met, you know, and we used to call it the skinny fat girl. You know, we have the skinny fat girl who <clears throat> looks great. She looks all skinny, but, you know, all she literally eats is, you know, one bag of candy and lettuce every single day. And she's been doing that for 20 years of her life. And because she looks a certain way, you know, she thinks she's healthy. And in, in reality, she's in poorer health than actually you are carrying mm-hmm, all this mm-hmm. extra weight on. So, you know, I actually used to try and spin that, that it was, you know, here's a, it's a blessing in disguise. Cause I know people that would continue going on. You got to this point that you're sick and fed up where I know people that continue on 20 more years of their life because they never got to this overweight. So, well, so yeah. Cause so, so the keto, when your sister started doing the ketogenic diet, she started, cause I remember you telling me that it really made a huge difference yeah. with some of her health, uh, some of her health issues. Or yeah, no, I mean, my sister also battled uh, endometriosis. My poor sister, man, she's been just, she's had uh, one thing after another. And this last year of her life has been extremely good for her. Uh, health wise, uh, she, she, and, and I apologize, sis, for, for putting all your shit out there on air here. But I think she's got a great story and a lot of things that she's been with. She's on the forum. So if you're somebody who uh, <clears throat> is on the forum, uh, you may not have put it together because we obviously have different last names, but my sister is on the forum. And you can probably, if you have endometriosis or hyperglycemic, she's probably a great person to talk to because she's been through all this stuff. Um, her, her name, her last name is Van Rooten. So that's why you may not put that together on the forum, but you know, great person to talk to who's been through, been battling and dealing with this. She was diagnosed with hyper, is it hyperglycemia? Is that right? Can yeah. I Glyce- hyperglycemia. yeah. Hyperglycemia is too much, uh, too high and hypoglycemia is too low. Yeah. So she's hyperglycemia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and homoglycemia <clears throat> is when they both like each other on the same side. weird. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. And, and she she was diagnosed with that oh, like in her early 20s, so she, a majority of her life she told that. She was also diagnosed with endometriosis, battled that for uh, uh, all of her life, and you know recently had, in the last year, I think it was a year and a half ago, she had her surgery for um, a hysterectomy, so she didn't have to deal with it anymore. But it, it got that bad for her that she'd gone through all that. And it so, made that big of a difference. Yeah, and then, and the keto, and she'll probably tell you that you know eating the really high fats and eliminating all the carbohydrates out of her diet um, has really made a big difference on just her day to day, how she feels. You know, it's funny because uh, what we, I mean, and we know this, right? We know our lifestyle can have such a profound impact on uh, you know our quality of life and our length, uh, you know, of life, our, our longevity. But I don't think people realize just how much we we tend to accept the things that are our health issues, especially our chronic ones, as being things that we just have. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's genetic or. I just have it. This is this thing that I've had forever and I have to deal with it. Um, but it, it, it's not. That's actually not true. Uh, much of the problems that we have can be remedied with lifestyle changes. Unfortunately, a lot of the information that's out there is not it, – it, it's not always accurate. You know, we, we just – you know, and we don't have to get into this. I'd like to do a whole separate episode on this. But we did – we watched that video with uh, that, that you know, leading researcher on fasting. And he talked about how some of the stuff that they're that – they're, discovering when it comes to nutrition is that you can increase uh, the lifespan of, of animals by 
you know, as much as, you know, like just ridiculous amounts, the equivalent of adding 30 years to someone's life mm-hmm. as a human. Now, what does that mean in terms of disease? Well, what it means is, think about it this way. Very rarely does a child develop uh, heart disease or cancer, cancer, right? Very rarely do they die of organ failure. Very rarely do they, you know, develop some of these chronic diseases because the human body is, does a very good job of healing itself. But then as we age, um, it kind of loses that ability and a lot of the reason why it loses that ability is our lifestyle. If we change our lifestyle, if we do things like, uh, you know, he talks a lot about fasting and, and certain things like fasting, mimicking diet, how that almost sets the clock back and brings back that, that, that you know, rejuvenates the body so that it starts to behave like it did when you were younger and where your body just fought stuff off. I mean, think about it this way, like 15 years ago, okay, everyone in this room could eat foods that we probably couldn't eat now. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Think about mm-hmm. all the shit that you could eat. I could eat a whole pizza before and, you know, I'd, whatever, go to bed and yeah, wake up the next day. If yeah. I ate a whole no pizza now, dude, it w- I would be medically fucked. I would be ruined for a few days. I well, mean, we all joke about that, but I would literally be in so much pain. You know, I want to elaborate on that a little bit because I think something that I I, I connected that took me a while to, to figure this out, too, is that right now when you're kind of going through, like if you're eating all this shitty food, the body gets adapted to that, right? Our, when we we know this, we and we know a little bit about our gut flora and how it how it's changed and adapts and gets used to used to this shitty food that we're consuming every day. So in our minds, we tell ourselves that there's we don't feel it. There's nothing wrong. I feel fine. I, you know, I get up. I have my every day. I have my mint chip ice cream. Every day I have this and you know these mind pump guys. Sure. I, well, guess what? I'm not one of those people that get, is getting affected by all this shit. So it's not a big deal. It wasn't until I really cleaned everything up and was very dialed, then felt, wow, how amazing I felt. Then I went back and said, hey, let's see what that's like again. You know, let's dabble in that, that shitty stuff. The that contrast shitty. just gets so dramatic. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, then, it, then because now once I went to eating really clean for a long period of time, and when I say really clean, I, I hate saying that because I know people get all, oh, clean food, Beth, whatever. It's yeah, like, that's you know, camp. yeah, chasing whole foods, getting rid of all the processed shit, artificial stuff, like really going after that, right? And, and changing my uh, my macro profile to where I'm eating you know, more, more fats and I'm not eating obsessive amounts of protein. I'm not taking all these powders. I'm lowering my carbohydrates dramatically. My sugars are below, you know, 30, 40 grams a day. Like, so all these things, once that, that all came down, saw how great I felt. And then I said, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go crazy for a little bit and let's see how my boy, my body now tells me now my body goes like, Oh, I just feel miserable. And I actually find it easier to stay on course because I was disciplined enough, long enough eating correctly that when I reintroduce the stuff that I know my body doesn't like or isn't ideal for it, Mm. it really responds. But if you've been somebody for so many years have been kind of poisoning the body, shit, you've altered your flora, your body has become adapted to eating that stuff, you don't really see the signs until- It takes work to eat shitty food now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It it was kind of like the same thing when I was first drinking alcohol. It's like, you can drink one and then it's just like, it doesn't taste good. You know, that's one thing. Like at first you get your first beer, you're just like, ugh. You know, but yeah, you, you keep going through it. You power through it. You're like, nah, I'll get this to taste good, and then you just keep going. <laughs> it's horrible. And it, but it's, but literally, it takes work. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like the cake story I just told you guys recently. I mean, I literally like was stuffing my face with cake over this this holiday, like, and I'm eating it like feeling miserable. 
But I'm like, it tastes good going in my mouth. But I'm like, oh, my stomach's hard. Oh, I'm in the bathroom at two o'clock in the morning. Just like, why did I do that to myself? Yeah. Where in the past, well, though, now you know that it was from the cake. Yes. But even before that, though, you're just eating cake because it tastes good. Ex- and, and well, before but, that, it's just like this is just what happens. Exactly. Is just a normal yeah, yeah. part of before this that, is like dessert. I always have dessert after dinner. And before that, my body was so adapted to that stuff that it didn't respond the same way. Where now it like gives it's like these flags now. So. You know, I, I plus, think- plus there's that whole mental component. Like, you, you know, a lot of people have, they have no idea how shitty they feel because they felt that way for so long. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they don't just, know anything else. They don't know. It's it's almost like, it's no different than being in an abusive relationship for years. Oh, absolutely. And, all, and and then you leave the relationship, and then you know, five years later, you look back and go, <laughs> "Holy fuck, that was an abusive relationship." Yeah. And I can't believe I stuck around for so long. I actually think that's a great. Analogy. Are you in an abusive a- relationship with cake? <laughs> like, yeah. That should be the title. <laughs> really though, really. I mean, that's such a great analogy because yeah. anybody who's known somebody totally. who's, who's been in a very unhealthy relationship or marriage or whatever with somebody where they are verbally physically abusive and you know and you can just see uh, how much that is aging that person and wearing on them and their stress i mean i've had many clients like this that have expressed this and as and as you know and you're listening to them you're like fuck man they have no idea like they need to get the fuck out of that get out of that relationship it is so unhealthy for them for so many reasons but in their mind they think they're in love well, yeah, it's the same thing too. And then you use an outsider, you see that yeah. you're just like, oh my god, I want to help them, and you know, like I want to, I want to like have this like sort of uh, intervention, and and we could bring this up and be like, hey, you should leave, Stacy. Yeah, it's not good for you. Yeah, and then it's just like, but but it never works because they. They have to. They have to be intrinsically. Ready for it. Want oh yeah. It. yeah. I mean, and, and unfortunately, they continue. They go back to getting beat all the time. They yeah. they continue to seek that out. And even if they leave that relationship, they go into another one, which is just like food. Also, you leave one addiction, and you just go find another addiction. Or like what we find, like in the bodybuilding community, you were this like total poor eater, all this shit, and then you found bodybuilding, which forced you to be like super strict, and now you become over over addicted with that, and you're measuring, weighing everything, and you you get fucking crazy if you don't Tupperware everything out for every single day and it's like yeah. ah so it's like you just gave one addiction to another addiction well you know when we interviewed god what was the gentleman uh, who was it that we interviewed that was talking about addiction with with uh, drug addiction and how his Andrew Hill Andrew, Andrew, Andrew you go. Hill yeah he was talking about how his approach was wasn't I loved it wasn't I like loved cold it. turkey oh, such a good interview it wasn't cold turkey like yeah. like with his and they found a lot of success with this like if you had an alcoholic instead of saying never drink alcohol again after a period of abstinence to rebuild tolerance, you know, to, to kind of get the tolerance to, to, to go away a little bit so that they, they then become sensitive to it again. Mm-hmm. Then they teach them how to do it in moderation. Yeah. And the reason why he said this was effective and it made total sense is that if you're all or nothing, the second you break that, and many people do because all or you nothing need a is, replacement. All or nothing is very difficult. Like yeah. if you tell me, if I say to myself, okay, I'm never gonna have candy again, and if I and it's a complete fail, it's a failure if I do, I have to completely stay away from it. When I have that candy one time, the mental uh, you know, what what happens to me mentally is, oh fuck, I fucked up. Yeah. Well, since I've already screwed up, I'm gonna go I'm nuts. Gonna indulge. I'm just gonna go nuts. I'm just gonna go crazy with it because I don't understand moderation. The same thing holds true with you know with nutrition when you go from one extreme to the other to where that's why you have these you know bikini and physique competitors and bodybuilder competitors or people that just follow 
these people that don't even compete and they track like crazy and they become super obsessive and anal about things is that you see them do the whole on off again on again off again yeah. there's there is no moderation it goes you know they're like oh i had a fu- i had a weekend of i had a cheat weekend and then when you go analyze what they actually did they didn't just have a cheat weekend yeah. they went Ape shit. It was like a smorgasbord. They went like nuts with 6, it. Six thousand calorie blast. Absolutely. We're we're approaching right now uh, in the <clears throat> in the fitness industry. The this is like Christmas for retail. Like if you work in retail, Christmas time is it's crazy, right? If you sell, if you work at Macy's or mm-hmm. you know you sell shoes, you can expect tons of people to come in and buy stuff and. In January, right around January, February, you get a huge increase in interest in fitness. In fact, uh, uh, well, it's always every year, and they've done studies on this because I know you're Mr. Study Guy. You love all that stuff. Is uh, smoking cigarettes and uh, losing weight are number one and number two. They go back and forth every year as the number one and number two uh, New Year's resolution. Always quit smoking forever. Quitting smoking, and I actually believe losing weight has has surpassed that in the last few years because I think the smoking has continued (laughs) to reduce every year. So, but we tend to continue to put weight on like no problem. Yeah, and and the problem is the problem is is that you get this huge, uh, this very large percentage of people who make uh, a resolution to, and maybe they don't even, maybe they don't even say it. Maybe they don't naturally, you know, say, Hey, my resolution is to get in shape. But I know a lot of people who are like, okay, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start walking. Or I'm going to start being more active. or I'm going to start eating better. But there's a huge failure rate. Like there's a massive failure rate. Most people, the vast majority of these people, if not all of them who started that way, don't continue that way. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to kind of address that. I think we should address that. It, it, this episode, I don't know when this one's going to air, but I'm sure it's going to air sometime in the beginning of January. Oh, it's the day. So we're, we're Doug pro- said this is going up uh, Sunday night. So this is going up the day before New Year's. It's a perfect topic. So I didn't know you were going this direction because we were kind of all over the board when we first started. But it mm-hmm. is a great time to talk about, you know, starting the new year off. The things that over our, you know our 15, 20 years of being in the industry, the do's, the don'ts, the things that we've seen people, the mistakes that most people make, the things, the ones that are most successful that continue on, because there is. I mean, we're going to see a flood of more listeners just in January. That's obvious, you know, because yeah. even the people that were listening to us six months ago, there's I guarantee well, now they're just interested in overall health and wellness mm-hmm. topics, and so it's like they're more likely to stumble upon like people's information out there. Yeah, I think we're probably going to get uh, you know. A spike in people downloading our show who've never listened to our show before. This might be their first episode. And so I'd like to communicate to these people, you know, if you're listening, uh, what some of the best strategies are for long-term success. Um, Now, I I would like to start with the root. The root of the reason why you maybe have made this resolution or maybe why you've decided that you want to, you know, start working out or losing weight or whatever. I think the root of that is what is motivating you? And I think there's, 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 Two, ma- two main camps. One is much more popular than the other. The main camp of people who are motivated, you know, January 1st have, uh, you know, visible weight loss type based goals. Like, okay, I want to lose 15 pounds or I want to lose 30 pounds or I want to, you know, uh, drop a couple, you know, sizes of, of clothes. That's an okay motivation. But the reason, but I don't think it's the best one because it has a high failure rate. And here's what I mean by that. I don't mean that people who make that goal who are serious about it, don't reach that goal. A lot of people do. A lot of people reach that goal. A lot of people say January 1st, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. A nice chunk of those people actually lose the 15 pounds. 
but a very small percentage of them keep it off. And to oh, me, I, I had somebody, I don't remember who I talked to, some professional, and I, and I thought it was a great point that they said is like, as America does not have a weight loss problem. We do not have that problem. Every year, millions of people lose millions of pounds. Mm-hmm. What we don't have, what we have a problem with is keeping it off. We continue to lose it, put it back on, lose it, put it right. back on, lose it, put it back on. It's this vicious cycle that is unhealthy for us to do this. And so as a, as a nation, we have this problem. That- we do. And I think that it's not the, sure, the, the methods people use aren't necessarily the best. The methods, the, the way they apply exercise, the, the diets or whatever, definitely the wrong tools. But I think beyond that, it's not necessarily that as much as it's the motivation behind you know, what they're trying to do. And it's, a lot of it's based on people want to change how they look and here's what happens when that become when that's your main goal when losing just a number is your goal what happens when you reach that goal mm-hmm. you've lost that motivation i think if you go into it with a different motivation you're much more likely to continue on that path and to not uh you know quote unquote fall off the wagon so rather than going into your new year saying i want to lose this much weight or i want to drop this many dress sizes why not make uh, health goals. Why not make goals like I wanna uh, I wanna take care of myself. You know what I'm gonna do this. You know what I'm gonna do this year starting in January. I'm going to take time aside for myself to make myself feel better because that's a goal that I, that's a that's a motivation that grows. Well, you can only continue to grow. You've said something uh, a couple times on this podcast that really resonates with me. So, and I always like to reiterate something that I feel like hit home for me. And if it hit home for me after all the shit I've heard over all the years, it's got to, it's got to strike a core with many people out there. And I love when you said, um, you know, work out because you love yourself, not because you, you hate, hate yourself, Right. which a lot of people look at themselves and, and I, and I'm willing to venture like 90% that walk in the gym, totally right. That walk in the gym and the, the, their pure motivation at that yeah. moment is because they're unhappy they're unhappy with who they are, where they are, how they feel, and that is what's motivating them. But in reality, if they're going to be really long-term successful, they actually got to change their motivation. That 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 is short-term uh, success for them. That sure, they're like you said, many people set a goal: I'm going to lose 20 pounds, and they bust their ass and they get there, and then they hit that goal, and then what happens? 80% of them put it back on. If you guys don't know this, like and I love using the example of Biggest Loser. You can Google this shit if you don't believe me. Over 80% of all Biggest Loser contestants put all the fucking weight back on mm-hmm. plus more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. With Well, they're punishing themselves. You know, like they go into it because they think that they have to lose this weight. Like I have to do this this extreme measure and and make these goals that I have to stick to. Otherwise, all this detrimental <clears throat> stuff is going to happen to me or whatever. Instead of choosing to... To go into it um, where you're there and you, you want to be there, like you want to be there. I want to, I want to experience this every day and improve every day and do little things to really progress my body and, and improve the state of my health and and well being and, and use it for different things where it helps clear my mind. It helps. It helps me to focus on something different and it helps me really like focusing on myself for that matter is, is, is a lot of times really what the, the heart of the issue is, is that we've just lost that 
ability to focus on ourselves. It, because I, I know, you know, for instance, for myself or my wife, like we, we will catch ourselves all the time, pouring ourselves into everybody else. And, and you just, you just have to like, you have to harness that and, and really like refocus and, and make sure that you're, you're benefiting your body, you're benefiting your health, you're benefiting your mental state. It's for because you. It, because it also, it, it, it tr- it's, trickles out to everybody around you. Well, well, think about it this way. You know, Try this exercise right now if you're listening. Okay, just kind of, And I like to do exercises like this because I like to place myself in the shoes of people who may, have, you know, may, may think differently than I do. Imagine right now that you're looking in the mirror and you're saying to yourself, you know, God damn it, like, I, I really fucking don't like the way I look. I look hideous. I'm fat. Uh, I'm out of shape. I'm going to go to the gym because I just don't like the way I look. I fucking hate it and I'm going to go to the gym. Now, imagine what that feels like, okay? Now, compare that feeling to the opposite. Now you're looking in the mirror and you're looking at yourself. You go, you know what? I should take care of myself more because I love myself. I love that person I'm looking at and I want to take care of that person. That person deserves time dedicated to that person right there. That body deserves to be nourished. That body deserves to be taken care of. It's a very different feeling. Yes, they can both motivate you. They can both motivate you to go to the gym. But what you do at the gym and how you eat can be pretty can change dramatically based on how you feel. Well, if I go to the gym because I hate myself, I beat myself up, I, I, I hammer myself in the gym, I'm doing things I don't enjoy, I'm doing things that I think are going to get me there faster, uh, I'm trying to get sore, I'm trying to sweat. It's just I'm literally, another job for you to burn you out. I am literally punishing myself. Who the fuck is going to punish themselves for the rest of their lives? Nobody. Right. The other side of it, if, I, if well, I'm motivated because I love wait, myself- you, I just stop right there though because I feel like this is why we speak out so much about beast mode and all these like Instagram celebrities that- Post, 30 day to shred their no, motivation their their motivation is purely based off of your insecurities 100 they they have found it's easy it's an easy sell it is an e- it is an easy sell and it's also an easy reason to tell you why you never make it right or why if you do yeah. fail oh, at that's it, a great that's a great point uh, right yeah. it's like yeah it's like you didn't go hard enough yeah it, it was one of the biggest issues that we had with our our buddy joe d when he came on the show way back when and his mentality of training and it's just like Dude, you're you're a perfect example. Why I I loved having him on the show and highlighting that type of a person is because you he has no idea what it's like to train thousands of people because if he did, he wouldn't he he would understand that the message that he's sending to so many people is so counterproductive to the ultimate goal of helping everybody get healthier because me watching train I know that I would fail trying to get to his level of training. He's a genetic freak on top of other stuff. There's no way that I'm going to catch catch up to him and I'm going to die trying. And what happens to somebody who doesn't know Other better stuff. is they go, oh, my God, I just don't have it in me. You know, I don't have it in me. Like and, and you and you look at that person as if there's some sort of a God or they're just so amazing because which, they have, which they like, by the way. Well, yeah, their ego. it feeds their ego. They feed <laughs> yeah. into it more. That's what causes them to keep doing it. And then it, and it either does what one to you. You forever look up to this person thinking that like, man, there's just so amazing and I'll never get to that level and you give up. That's an interesting thing to think about though, how people seek people to, to inspire them, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, 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 it's It's this idolization. It's, it's, it's this projection of, wow, this person has it all together. Wow. That person looks amazing and, and cut and, 
And uh, and then they go, they they seek these people because they feel like they have the answers for them, and they have uh, a way that um, you know will provide them this this pathway to to get to to a place like that for them themselves. Instead of like really assessing where you are and, and what what kind of like individual steps that are that are reasonable, rational, something that you can apply immediately in order to just put one step in front of the other. Well, mm-hmm. your your ability to finish a set, to squat 400 pounds, to sweat more than the next person, or finish a mile, are horrible indicators of you getting healthier. Yeah. They're horrible indicators. So is the mirror, so is the scale. Those are like, all those are on the bottom of this fucking long-ass list of things that are going to, looking at the mirror, like Sal said, looking at myself and I go like, and fuck, look, I love my body. I don't even want to think that far. I'm gonna, I love myself. And there's so much that encompasses yourself, uh, your mind, your heart, your, your sleep, your, you know, your, uh, your, your attitude every day. Like these, these, all these other things that make you a better person that isn't tied to your reflection and the fucking scale. And if I can get you to understand that and to realize there's so many other facets of you that we can always be improving on, it doesn't always have to be related to the sets, reps, and the sweat bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like that's, to me, that's a byproduct of us fixing all these other things. Because if I can get you to connect the dots with all these other things that are going to improve your overall health and fitness journey, that shit's going to come. Well, you, you end up finding that the motivation becomes, it's very intrinsic. Mm-hmm. You end up finding that you no longer have a problem <coughs> with motivation. See, we don't have. They make us. They make it sound like uh, that th- that we have a problem with. Okay, the obesity epidemic, or the reason why people, you know, are Americans are are overweight or out of shape or unhealthy, is because people lack discipline. Yeah. This is what they make it. This is what they they sell you, you need on. Need accountability. They, you yeah, they need this person. They to sell watch you on the you. fact that people just simply lack discipline. The reality is nobody is going to do things they fucking hate for too long. Right. That's just the bottom line. Let me tell you a little secret about people who are super fit all the time and who are in the industry and who actually do this long term. They found a way to love it. Yeah, they love it. They, Some aspect of it. They found a way to really love it uh, long term. And I'm not talking about people who are super ripped in short periods of time. I'm talking about people who end up doing this for their entire lives. Yeah. They, when they're old, they're still like ripped. Yeah, I, I work out. Look, let me tell you something. Right now. I li- do I like the results? Of course I do. But there are side effects. Like, I love doing it. I really enjoy exercising. I really enjoy eating right. I really enjoy doing all these things because I, 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 I like doing them. And that's my motivation. Now, if I did those because I hated my body... Uh, I may have the the the, the tenacity uh, and the obsessive, you know, the the obsession obsession to stick to it for long term. But I definitely won't be taking care of myself. And at some point, at some point, I'm going to break because why would you want to punish yourself and kill yourself and do things you hate for long periods of time? Life is not meant to be horrible all the time. I didn't say life yeah. isn't meant to be hard. By the way, I didn't say it's meant to be easy. There's a big difference between. Uh, you know, hard and fucking horrible. Hard can be great. In fact, some of the greatest oh, things it teaches you everything. Some of the greatest things that, you, if you look back on your life and you think some of the greatest moments or some of the most, uh, the times when you created the best things, or you, you know, you great, you did a great business, or you did a good job, or you got a good grade, or you did this great project, or whatever. It was probably some of the times you worked the hardest and you had great senses of accomplishment. It might not, it might not have felt like a grind and like pain mm. because you were, you you loved it so much. 
but it was the most satisfying. Right. You know, just sitting down doing nothing all the time. Look, if 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 having an easy life was the answer, then you wouldn't have uh, celebrities and rich kids who were addicted to drugs and addicts and fucking losers. You just wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't exist. And yet, yeah, they exist. They still exist out there because it's not about that. So you find that internal motivation that has to do with loving yourself and the rest is easy. Yeah. The rest of it's easy. Uh, you know, you, you want a good program? We offer lots of good programs. You want nutrition guidance? We offer great nutrition uh, you know, guidance. All the stuff that really works. However, if you don't have the right motivation, nothing we can offer is going to help you long term. And that, I think, is the key and the secret to getting started on your fitness journey. And so if you're, if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, it's January. I think I want to do this. I'm ready to get started. Really... And it's a mental shift and you can do it, I promise you, even if right now your motivation is not uh, because you love yourself, even if your motivation is because you hate yourself, do that internal work, switch that motivation, take that that switch and switch it so that you start doing the things for yourself because you love them. And at the end of five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're going to still be doing it and you're going to feel amazing. And as far as the looks are concerned, man, that's going to follow. Yeah. That really is going to follow. I, I think the hardest part, uh, the, I, what I think should be the hardest part, I guess, is uh, the consistency of the pursuit of overall health, not the actual workload that you do. So what I mean by that is like, that's where I, I want to challenge my people or where I push my clients is I'm not going to uh, like pushing a hard workout. Like, sure, it has its place, increasing our intensity every once in a while or challenging ourselves. Like, but that should, it should not be centered around that. In fact, that should be one of the last things we're worried about. I'm challenging you more about consistency in your pursuit of overall health. And whether that be, hey, let's let right now we're 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 going to continue doing what we're doing in our workouts. I love the progress I've seen there, but let's shift our focus on this sleep issue that you've been battling with, and let's talk about these things, your habits throughout the day that you're doing right now. And I'm going to use this one as an example because this is something currently that I'm working on. So I have these really bad habits of being on my computer, being on my phone, literally all the way up until the last minute I close my eyes. So God, is it hard for me to like? ignore my phone, ignore my computer the last two hours alone before I go to bed. Like this has become like this huge struggle for it's me. It's an addiction. Yeah. It's a total yeah, yeah. addiction and habit. Um, I mean, and my phone has become another limb of my body that like feels like, Oh my God, I'm missing my arm because it's not literally in my hand. I'm looking at it 24 seven. So, and don't get me wrong. Like I say that this is my goal right now. I'm failing a lot at it. <laughs> I mean, and I'm just sharing this with you guys because it's not easy. And so the hard part for me right now in the pursuit is towards the consistency of this first goal that I've given myself. And I am going to have little setbacks where I have a day or two in a row where fuck, I'm on the phone until midnight because we had some issue going on on our, on our website. And now we're behind on this and I've got all these complaints and I'm trying to service and help these people. And so that's where my mind's at. And so I'm sacrificing my, my sleep, my overhaul health benefits because I'm trying to do this, but then I'm going to snap out of that and be like, okay, that's handled get better at this. And then, you know, I'm going to string three days together of being really good. Then four days together of being really good. Then five days of being really good. Then 10, the next thing, you know, I've turned it into this habit that, wow, I no longer open up my computer or my phone the final two hours before I go to sleep. And, you know, I'm I'm, and I'm using tools right now because there's tools out there. We, this is why we are huge fans of brain FM and 
why there's somebody that we've affiliated ourselves with, because this is a tool that I'm currently using. I use this tool to help me meditate and get my mindset and help me go down and, sl- and, and settle my brain down to sleep better because I know this is an area I need to work in. So this is the same way that I, I try and tell my clients when they start off a year like this, like, let's take one or two things in your in that that is going to help your overall health journey that is not related to the way you look in the mirror and your fucking scale that is going to benefit that it's, it's going to reflect. dude you 100% look we have a lot of trainers that that listen to our show okay if you're a personal trainer and your average client stays with you for a year you are kicking ass compared to your peers okay it's a fact you're kicking ass if you have clients that stay with you for 12 months you are probably double the industry average. You're crushing it, okay? Now, I, for myself personally, my average client was with me for 10 years. Uh, Adam, Justin can say the same thing. Yep. It wasn't because we produced quick results when we first started training people. That's not what it was. It wasn't because when people hired me within the first you know, three months, boom, they lost weight, boom, they got in great shape. That's not why. It's because we started with this approach. We started with the root of what's going on. And yes, did it take longer for a lot of them? It did. But guess what? 10 years later, these people are still, they're still working out. And in fact, I haven't trained many of these people now for months or actually maybe almost a year. How long? I don't know how long I've been uh, now just doing mind pump pretty much full time. Uh, Guess what these people are still doing? They're still working out. They're still consistent. They've now made this, uh, it's such a part of their life and the motivation is intrinsic uh, and the root of that motivation is because they love themselves and this is now easy for them. It's no longer a struggle. It's no longer difficult. So I think one of the things you can do, like what Adam's talking about, is just take one easy thing. You know, how many of you, how many of you listening right now just you forget working out, you know, for two hours a week? Forget that for a second. How many of you take two hours a week to yourself? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. just, how many of you just take to say to yourself, Tuesday at this time and th- and Thursday at this time, yeah. I'm going to take one hour for me. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to do something for me that I, that's going to nourish, enjoy. it's going to oh, nourish my here, body and my soul. And my event, whatever. Here, here's one that will just, to me, I think is so simple and like mind blowing for everybody. When I first like connect this dot for them is okay. And this is why it's a requirement that you own a Fitbit or a jawbone or a fucking Apple watch, something that tracks your steps pretty accurately for me. And I love to take somebody for a week and just like, just don't try and impress me. Don't go out of your way to exercise. Show me what a, a week of busy work would look like for you just so I can show you. Just so you, the average American steps less than four to 6,000 steps a day. If you were to take your ass outside right now and go fucking walk for one hour, walking, not a power walk, a walk, for one hour, it would it would come out to be about 4,000 steps. That means the average American is not even getting one hour's worth of fucking walk in their entire 24-hour day. Yeah. So if, you, if you're someone who's like, now, mind you, you might be listening and you have a job where you walk a lot more and so you get eight to 10,000 steps. It doesn't matter. It's all relative to, to where you're currently at, right? Because if that's what you do on average, that's your baseline. So I find people's baseline and from there, I increase it on a daily, on a, either a daily or a weekly average by about 20%. So if I have someone who does 4,000 steps every single day, I ask them for three days out of the week since the week before that they weren't doing shit. Hey, three days or three days, I want you to walk for one hour. And in that one hour, we're going to do something that's going to help personal growth in yourself, whether it be you listen to your favorite podcast, Mind my, Pump, <laughs> or you're wink, wink, you're listening to an audio book that you want, that you want, or you're just purely meditating, something that is 
going to help help you somehow grow to be better better at you and and ideally I'm trying to push this person in health and fitness so I'm, of course I'm going to gear them in that direction but to each their own maybe they have a business or they're going through school and they can listen to somebody who's going to educate them in a topic that they're weaker in whatever but the point is you're making that hour you know three times a week for yourself to do something like that and hey why not fucking walk and move you'll be blown away by just by adding that in routine already you're going to start to the body is going to start to mm-hmm. change just from making that simple choice and also you know it's there's no there's no end point to that you know if i say 15 pound weight loss is my goal and i lose 15 pounds i've reached my goal right if your goal is just to love yourself take care of yourself nourish your body nourish your you know your soul there's no end to that no it's a moving goal you it's continue all, to love yourself always, more and more and more as you get closer that's and closer, it you right? just take care of yourself more and more and so that motivation you know, it stays with you forever. And and that so that that's something that I implore you to do. Rather than setting these specific goals, just say to yourself, I'm going to start taking care of myself a little bit more, and this is what I'm going to do to get there. Look, this is the reason why you will never find Mind Pump selling a 14-day or 30-day get, you know, in shape fast, you know, yeah. program. We don't do that because we know it's bullshit. In fact, uh, the one program that we probably talk about the most is our RGB, you know, bundle, which is nine months. Yeah, like we're telling people, hey, here's a workout program. It's gonna get you in, in shape. It's nine months <laughs> but long. You gotta go through the process. You do realize that that's like uh, that's like you know blasphemy in fitness in marketing. Fitness yeah. marketing. You don't like they'll tell you they'll straight up to you. Yeah. They'll tell you no people buy when you give them like two weeks, maybe a month. Yeah, nobody wants to buy in nine months. Nobody wants to do a nine month anything. Who wants to do that? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's right? Way too much work. Whatever. Yeah, give it, me the pills. That's a long commitment. Like nobody's gonna do that. We don't care. We know that that's 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 how the body works. We know it's I a long process. I heard about this detox where you like diarrhea and then you know it works. No, you know, make small incremental ch- changes with the right motivation. Some of my most you know my my favorite ways to do this with people is to say, okay, um, we're not going to change your diet at all. But what I do want you to do is I want you to eat two large servings of uh, leafy green or fibrous vegetables a day. Yep. So don't don't even change the fact that you eat McDonald's for breakfast and that you have you know two cans of Coke every night for dinner. Just add broccoli and spinach or whatever every single day. Just throw those in, yeah. um, and then they do that for a while. And then the next thing I say is, okay, now what we're gonna do is we're yeah, gonna take rid your of the Coke. Yeah, we're gonna take away your wow. soda. Well, let's talk about why that's this is such an important process and why we all coach this way is because. Not only do you do that, but I also know that the follow-up to that is you're also asking them questions to help them connect to how they feel because they're doing that. Oh, like, that's what's happening the whole you know, time. I, you know, I was mis- mentioning some, you know, and I drew some blanks on like all these markers and things that I'm asking them to connect besides the weight and the reflection is, you know, all, their stool, you know, like, and when you start adding something like that, you got, you add all this, these fibrous foods that they weren't all of a sudden their stool is starting to change and like, Oh my God, I, my stomach feels better. And I'm pooping more normal. Like these are all <laughs> yeah. things that it's crazy that we like as humans, we, we somehow we smell like the girl's bathroom. Right. So, so these little tiny, I, I, this was also why I was, God, I was so excited for us to finally release prime because prime is such a, uh, a major piece to how I coach somebody like starting from January and we're using January, but this would just, it would, whenever starting I starting from the beginning, starting from the beginning with anybody. Right. And we're, I know we're talking to January cause it's the new year and this is probably going to hopefully resonate with a lot of people, but you know, talking about the steps first. So that's kind of like the first thing, boom, I, I check out how much you're moving and we're going to add something so subtle and easy like that Two killing two birds, one stone. I'm growing you mentally. I'm moving you a little bit more already. That's going to help us with multiple things that will eventually lead to the reflection and the scale down the road, which everybody wants to care about. But then the next thing after that is, okay, let's talk about how you move. 
because nobody wants to talk about that, right? We want to talk about my muscles and my belly. Don't get me started. And getting there. But let's talk about how you move. Let's talk about, can I get you to actually sit down in like a baby position? And why can't we get you to sit down in that position anymore? And getting you showing, connecting that, those dots to you and saying, okay, now what I'm going to do is you got your three days, you got your three days a week. I got you walking now. Now I'm going to put together this little, and this is what prime was about was helping people assess themselves. And we, we try to simplify something that was extremely complicated that we have done for years with clients is how do we kind of assess their body? Look at these, these areas. So we broke it up in three zones. We said, okay, here's their shoulder complex. And then here's where here's their transverse. And then there's the hips. Okay. These are major areas we're looking for basic test. It's pass or fail. They pass or fail this test. Most people are going to fail because they're so unaware of how, how they move, if they move poorly or not. And this helps to point that out. Now that we help point it out for them. We say, okay, here are some basic moves that is going to help promote better mobility and movement in these areas that you are lagging in. So then I want you to do this. Now I'm going to give you a small, small workout. It's only eight to 15 minutes, maybe, you know, eight to 15 minutes, you know, two to three times a week, I'm having you do this. And guess what? I know when I see you every week, if you're starting to do this, because I'll be able to tell by your movement, because you start incorporating these things just on a little bit like that weekly from going from someone who wasn't doing anything whatsoever, already you're going to start to see progress and we're fucking winning. Even if you haven't seen the scale go down five or 10 pounds, all that stuff is going to come. And I always tell people that that's the fucking easy part for a trainer to get you to lose or gain 15 to 20 pounds. That's the easy formula. It's fucking math. That's just simple math for us. Like that's like eat more, eat less, move more, move less. You know, like that's going to, that's going to dictate the scale, which in turn was going to lean you out is going to show more muscles in the mirror. That's fucking easy. But teaching you how to find this ultimate place where you are intuitively eating, intuitively training, and happy with how you feel, happy with how you look, you've grown so much internally. And enjoying the whole process. Yes, and enjoying the process, and you're going to stay that way for the rest of your life. And in fact, you're not only going to stay this way the rest of your life, but now you start to look at uh, uh, snapshots of the year. Like I look now, like of course, if I were to compare myself to the guy who got on stage a year ago, and, and all I cared about with how I looked... I would look at myself and say, I'm a failure this year. I'm failing. I don't look as good as I looked when I hopped on stage, but I'm actually way happier with who I am right now than who I was a year ago. And if you asked me a year ago, how I was I in comparison to my fitness in the year, I would say I was. So every year I'm progressing in other areas. It's not always the aesthetic piece. In fact, right now, what, what's such a huge win for me is I've been able to focus so much more on my family time, my businesses that we're doing that. And, and with little bit, even, even way less gym time than I've ever had to spend to have a physique that I'm actually really happy with. Like I feel very comfortable in my skin. I like the way, sure. I don't look anywhere near what I look like on stage, but I also know that I'm not that far out from that. If I want if I really wanted to get myself there and I've been able to maintain this, my mobility is better than it's ever been. My sleep is getting better constantly. All these fucking things are so important to your overall health journey and improving every year. And that's how you start looking at it is like, Hey, am I healthier mm-hmm. now than what I was a month ago and two months ago and three months ago. Sure. Maybe the scale isn't at that ultimate goal that that ridiculous goal that I gave myself because I didn't know how to look further than just the scale and my reflection because I hadn't heard mind pump yet. I haven't heard someone talk to me about how important all these other things are, but now I get it. Now I'm starting to connect 
that, hey, I am fucking winning this thing. I am winning mm-hmm. right now. And celebrate those victories. Celebrate those small victories. And then they start compiling. Then you got momentum. Then you're a motherfucking G. Then you're just like on a roll. It becomes a part of who you are. It becomes a part of your life. Um, and it becomes something that just doesn't It just. Then doesn't you don't change. have to go into the next year and be like, I'm going to lose some weight. Yeah, I, I'm going to start this yeah. all over again. Stop. Because you, you never stop it. I want to give people some, uh, some specific uh, things that they can do for themselves. Um, one thing, I, I'll tell you with nutrition, here's an easy place to start. Don't worry about weight gain, weight loss. Don't worry about cutting things out for, you know, in particular right now. Just do this. Have one really healthy meal a day. Just start with that. One meal, one of your meals of a day, the other two can continue to be whatever they are, but one of your meals, make it something that's healthy. Make it have a large serving of vegetables. Make it have all natural foods in there, things that are not processed. I'm glad you said that because I'm like, you're just saying the term like healthy and everyone's going no. like, okay. What don't eat, yeah, don't what eat, don't that? eat nothing in it processed. No calories. salads at McDonald's. No calories in your, in your drink or whatever. Just make it a healthy, you know, something that's healthy, whole food, nourishing meal. Start with that. Just do that on a consistent basis. See how you feel and the motivation will start to come for changing some of the other things. Uh, the second thing you could do when it comes to exercise is if you're if you're just starting off brand new and you're not working out at all right now, one day a week. Just dedicate one day a week to the gym. That's it. One day a week. On top of that, just move a little bit more throughout your regular day. Start with those two things. Do those consistently. You will see changes in your body visibly, but more than that, you'll start to feel better and you'll start to enjoy it. And then motivation will naturally come for a lot of you to progress beyond that. But start with those two things um, and then take a Pick an activity that you like. Now, if you're the kind of person, if you're the kind of, and a lot of people are the, you know, the kind of person that wants more of a plan, that wants things kind of broken down for them, again, you still have to have the right roots of your motivation to do this. But if you want something spelled out to you, we have programs available. Uh, the nine month one is the RGB, um, and that that'll take you from January till you know September, um, and it's all planned out. Workouts changing on a consistent basis. It'll I want to make a point. I want to make a point though that I think is so important because how many times have you guys had to tell somebody even after we're explaining all these things, you have to tell them to pull back still. And I think that, and that's why I think, like, like the way we designed, you know, the RGB, and it starts in pre-phase, and it, you know, kind of progresses them through with a foundational program, then moving to more mobility, then more volume, and you know, uh, where, you, where you're really focusing on things like symmetry and balance. Well, you've you become aware through Prime. Like, uh, oh, and then pr- you know, yeah, like you, very you, true. you don't do anything until you figure out how shitty you move. And you have to understand that fact. Just That's like, a great point. Just like with food, like you have to understand and be aware of what you're putting in your mouth. And that's step one. And and that's why I, I say this like pulling back thing because you the those are the people that are gonna listen to this and are like gung ho because there is going to be yeah a still a large percentage of people that hear this message and still go in and the your gym. Your friend's gonna do CrossFit. Full fucking throttle. <laughs> The reason why we're speaking the other way, and I feel like we didn't really address this very much, is that you have no idea how much you are setting yourself up for failure. Aside from the goal thing that Sal said, oh, you reach your goal and you have nowhere to go after that. But also that our bodies are these adaptation machines, man. They are. It's fucking just amazing how it is whatever we throw at it, it becomes its goal is to become efficient. And if you throw everything in the kitchen sink at your body, 
nutritionally, workout-wise, right out the gates because you're gung-ho and you're motivated and you're going to change everything right away, all you're doing is you are telling your body to figure this shit out faster. We want to do as little as possible to elicit the most amount of change. So that's why starting off with these steps, that's why there's the, the beautiful part of MAPS is, is in its simplicity. And that, to me, it's the most frustrating thing. If we ever get somebody that like wants a refund, because we offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, because we know anybody that goes through the process is going to see fucking incredible change. There's nothing more that frustrates me more than somebody who opens it and says, this isn't for me, or, oh, I this is way, way too basic. I thought I was going to get all this crazy other stuff. And it's just like, God damn it. Like, you obviously haven't listened to enough Mind Pump because we haven't fucking got through to that person. And I, and I gladly refund them. And not only do we refund them, I'm just like, dude, this person, I, like, I, I hope they don't just go on after this and they leave because it, they didn't get what they wanted from it. And I hope they continue to listen and hear, understand the message is that, but the magic is in its simplicity, is that we give you just what you need to elicit change and then progress you. And that's how, why the RG bundle is set, RGB bundle is set up that way. And that was what was so exciting about Prime because really Prime is the prequel to everything. Prime is the first Star Wars, bro. Yeah. Prime is the for you got well made. Yeah, if you want to know if you <laughs> <laughs> no Jar Jar in Prime, just so you know. Right. So I can't stress that enough how much that is, you know, so important. Misa no like that. <laughs> you know, uh, find your find those motivations, start with those small steps, work out and eat right because you love yourself, not because you hate yourself. And if you need some guidance, uh, you know, we I can vouch for what we have, you know, check out our programs. It's great guidance. And start from there and watch what happens. Uh, I hope and I think if most of you apply this, that next year I'll be talking to a completely different audience on getting them motivated because you'll already be motivated. It will now at that point have been cemented and this is just the way you live your life. So let's do this. If you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam's at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Thank you.